Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. At last, we shall reveal ourselves to the podcast. Hey, that was great. Hi, everybody. My name's Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. Uh, this is a podcast called Blank Check with uh, Griffin David, where we go through filmographies of directors who had massive success early on in their careers, and we're given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. That's what our podcast is now. Right. It's not what our podcast used to be. Our podcast used to be about one movie and one movie only. The first film in the Phantom Menace trilogy, it is called The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Phantom. And for 11 episodes, that was the only thing we discussed. Yeah. Then 11 we beautiful episodes. Somehow discovered that, in fact, other Star Wars movies were made. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. went through them, and then we evolved into something different. But for today, for this live episode at the Del Close Marathon, in the loudest room in America, <laughs> we will be flashing back to Phantom Menace. Yep. With a very special guest. Some, we, we're, doing, we're checking a box we never checked. We never got to speak to someone who was there. Right. An instrumental part right. of the Phantom Menace. On set every day, right? Now, we've often said that Sith Lords are not allowed to listen to our podcast. That's true. They're not. That's we don't true. respect them. We don't respect that. their politics. They're not allowed to listen. Yeah. But maybe they're allowed to guest? <laughs> sure. It, you're, you're bylaw. Ladies and gentlemen, here with us, in, in physical form, is the vocal form of Darth Maul himself. <laughs> For a special episode we're calling Talkin' Maul, <laughs> Peter Serafinowitz, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Thanks for being here, Peter. Thank you Hi. For being here. Hello. Oh, it's nice to be here. Um, so, you know, I'm sure for an actor like you, with mm-hmm. an illustrious career, it's probably frustrating that you have one performance that looms so large that it is all anyone ever wants to talk about with you. You know, I mean, it's like, it's asking Brando to do Stella. Right. You know, it's asking Pacino to introduce you to his little friend. Mm. Um, so thank you for coming here and, you know, opening it up. I know, I know this is a sensitive, protective character for you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, where do I start? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm just about, I'm about a third of the way through my autobiography at the moment. It's, it's, uh-huh. it, it should be Writing out, or reading it? Uh, write, <laughs> okay. Writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's taken so long. It, it, it took me, I'd say it took me two months just to choose the font. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough Comic Sans? And, uh, Is it Comic Sans? Can you give us that as a sluice here? You know, I, I, How about Courier? I, I, I don't want to give any, any spoiler. spoilers. Yeah, sure. Oh shit, Korea, yeah. It's like it's like yeah. typewriter face, you know. Yeah. Uh, that that interjection, oh of God. course, comes from our producer, producer Ben, who you may know better as Birthday Benny, because today is oh, in fact. Yeah, have, have I mentioned it's my birthday? His thirty-second birthday. <laughs> Benjamin Hosley, ladies and gentlemen. Wearing the ceremonial birthday sunglasses, drinking the ceremonial birthday afternoon beer. Producer Benny representing. With a, a ceremonial birthday hangover. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling, Ben? I'm feeling 32 <laughs> and ready to take the world on. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 32. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, it's my birthday. 
Um, so you, you can't reveal the font to us, but you've been working on uh, about a third of the way through your yeah, autobiography. Yeah, yeah, it's called Maul and Me, and um, <laughs> it's in. Uh, I think for me, it's a chance for me to delineate sure. between the role and myself. Okay, if, I'm glad you know. you're saying this because I was afraid to kind of touch this with you, but I feel like in terms of public perception, you and Darth Maul are one in the same. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's your Mr. Bean. It's your Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you almost don't have an identity outside of it. And I don't know how much you fight with that. You lean into do it. Do people like scream when they see you in the streets? Yeah, they, so they do. And uh, I, you know, I have to, I, I mean, I walk around Silently as well. Most That's the of, big most thing. Because the if time. they heard you, that would be the tip off. Yeah. So, so you know, I know most people tend to walk around and just talk to themselves constantly, and, right. and I just don't do that. You yeah. know, I, I I have to keep my my mouth uh, closed. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I you know at first I tried to resist it. You know, I mm-hmm. tried to resist being sort of swallowed by this by this character losing my own identity and yeah. I started to do that and then I realized what's the point you know who's more who's me and uh, I started you know I, 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 I would put on like some the, the makeup mm-hmm. and stuff and and, and glue some uh, Brazil nuts to my head for the little uh, the little horns and just when I was at, at right, home myself. Because right. to be clear, just, this is stuff you never did on camera. You no, 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 no. You have no, to physically no. play no, the character. No, but I wanted to. I wanted to know what it what it what it felt like. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. Did you carry around a stick? Did that help with your performance? I yeah. I carried it into the uh, voiceover booth. Uh, oh, cool. With me and. Uh, I, uh... <laughs> yeah, this is a no bits podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah we should, there are no bits on so this. So we should show. mention there that. Are, no, uh, there are no bits. No. Yeah, no, no bits. Yeah. It's uh, also my birthday, so. It is Ben's birthday. We should yeah. mention that. I don't know if it's yeah. been mentioned before. A happy birthday. Oh, but, <laughs> thanks. I mean, I wasn't fishing for that, but. Um, and I want to ask you, you know, an actor prepares. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that is the real earmark of a great actor. Is, is the preparation, the thoroughness in right. your understanding of the character and how much you come right, to the yeah. set or, you know, the recording booth uh-huh. uh, with a full sort of grasp. Um, so I'm looking at Wikipedia here, which we all know is the preeminent Star Wars uh, Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And it, it says here, you know, in, in the early life tab of Darth Maul, uh, the boy who would become known as Darth Maul was born the son of Mother Talzin on Darthamar. As a Darthmarian Zabrak male, he was a knight brother and had two blood brothers, feral and savage oppressed. Now, how much did that <laughs> factor into feral and savage oppress? Okay. Which is are he subtle Maul names. oppress? Yeah, yeah, they are, as is Maul. Yes. Because <laughs> the connotation. To be fair, here... Maul is, is more subtle than oppress. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's like being born and given the name like Milkman or something, right? You know, they're really setting yeah, you up. His parents kind of called a shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Darth uh, Evil. Yeah, Savage Oppressed. Um, but so how much, how much were you sort of playing? Because your siblings don't appear in the film. No. But did you have to sort of play your line readings with an awareness of being yeah, one of three I children? had to remember what it... I, I had to try to remember mm-hmm. what it would have been like to have been little Darry. Mm-hmm. 
uh, as uh, you know, as his, as his friends call him, Derry Mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that was it. Was it was it was difficult. It was a difficult uh, couple of years yeah. that I spent oh, in uh, okay. Tunisia. Uh-huh. I, uh, I I I just went and I I didn't I didn't act at all. I just yeah. was, you know. And I I, I opened <laughs> up a little uh, a little cobblers, you know, a shoe oh, shop. You, you pulled the Dan Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he uh, took it over from. From me. Oh, oh when my you God. decide to Did start you... acting, he decided to stop acting. And take yeah. Did you give him any cobbling tips? Uh, you know what? He was, he, he just didn't want to know. You know? <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to know. He wanted to start. He likes to learn on the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben he... is a close personal friend of Dan Lewis, by the way, which is yeah. why he called him Dan Lewis. Otherwise, that would be a very bizarre and presumptuous <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. But ben Dan and, and I are old friends. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, okay. Uh, He's actually. The, I mean, I, I do actually know so. DDL. And, um, oh, cool. Okay. And, uh, you know, quite well. I mean, I haven't seen him for a while. You know, he, he is going back now to. Cobbling. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's, it's really expanded as well since his little hiatus. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got a chain of them. And yeah, right. He owns Payless. People don't realize that. But Del Day Lewis owns the Payless shoes chain. Right. But he doesn't do it for the attention, so he, he takes his name off of it. You know, it's, it's kind of in yeah. the shadows. Um, I guess I realized, I mean, you said that thing about preparing in Tunisia, and I, I guess I went a little too fast, you know, a little too deep. Um, let's talk about the process of getting this role, because as you implied, there were several years between when you got the role and when you actually started work, and several years of campaigning before that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That predated even the notion of doing any kind of uh, prequel to... Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I believe, I mean, you had told me that you started preparing for Darth Maul the second you walked out of seeing the original Star Wars. Yes. In 1977. That was yeah. sort of the start of the process. Yeah. How old yeah. would you have been? I was five. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. right. That's good. Yeah. Um, and what can I say? I, you know, I was a kid. I had big ambitions. Yeah. And uh, I was very spoiled. And I always got what I wanted. <laughs> uh, Such as to see Star Wars. You wanted to see Star Wars. Yeah. And the number two was to be in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, when I actually saw Star Wars, my, I, my mom took me to see it when I was, when I was five, and uh, this, is, this is absolutely true. I, I begged her to go and... I didn't beg her, I nagged her, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, for us to go and see it. And, and uh, after about 20 minutes, I was all fidgety and was saying, please, can we go home? This is so boring. <laughs> and I think it was one of those... One of those Tarkin scenes, which I, which Ooh, I kind of you weren't a fan loved. of Tarkin. When I was five, sure. no, well, he's, a, he's no. a tyrant. Let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. not a great guy. Let's yeah. be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Politics are a little fudgy. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I grew to love the film, though. Right. Did it well, bug you when the sequels came out and you weren't in those either? Though, like Empire Strikes Back comes around. Well, you know, it bugged me even the first, you know, in the first minute of sitting down in the cinema. It was like episode four. And it was then that I knew, yeah, but what about episode one? Right. Right. So that, your goal was very, very focused. It was, I need to be in episode one. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take for them oh, to I get see. there, okay. but I'm going to be part of it. 
Yeah, I just, I just want to say that that's a really, it's really quite an awkward thing of George Lucas to have done that, isn't it? To start with episode four? Yeah. yeah. Star Wars, <laughs> episode four. <laughs> you know, I know we all know it now, yeah. you know, yeah. but like, that was it, wasn't it? I mean, they didn't change that, like, retroactively, did they? they, they, they it was always episode four, wasn't it? I believe so. It was a pretty arrogant move. Yeah. Because you have all these people sitting down in a theater. They go, I think I have all the necessary context to watch this one movie. Yeah. And then the credits start, and you go, wait a second, what the fuck? Do I got to go back home, rent something from the library? VHS didn't even exist then. So you go, what, I got to go home, wait for this episodes one through three to come back on TV? I know, have I missed them? And also, yeah. you, know, the, the, you know, the percentage of people who aren't that good with Roman numerals, it's got to be 15%. Right, and, right, and, right. And, you know, right. So episode I, is episode a six, they thought? Yeah, right. Or? <laughs> right. There's that element, and then the other element, too, is episode. I thought I was seeing a movie, not a TV show. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? This dummy thinks they're called episodes. They're called movies, bro. <laughs> It'd be weird if it was called Movie 4. That, that, right? Wouldn't that spook people? Oh, that's Movie 43. Mm. So you start this campaign. What is Movie 43? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie starring all of Hollywood's brightest stars you got, engaging Oh, wait. In, is this the Farrelly Brothers yes. thing? Yeah, you got movie. Jackman. Yeah. Yes, Hugh Jackman Hallie. plays a testicle man. Yeah, that's right. Halle Berry dates Stephen Merchant, I think. Yeah. I, I, right. believe, uh, I believe Dennis Quaid fucks a phone. Right. I think that's one of the plots of that film. Okay. That he fucks a phone. What kind of phone is it? I think it's a phone that looks like a lady. <laughs> I think right. that was the joke. Okay, so it's a landline. Well, no. I th- well, I, I, you I think, mean, wait, are actually. you saying that landline phones to you remind you of, of ladies? Well, and I, like just, a cell I was just phone trying is... to get clear if it was a mobile phone or if it was just like a hardwired phone. I believe okay. it was All kind right. of a newfangled smartphone. Oh, I see. Oh. That looked like a lady. I think that was the idea. So is it one of those, like these phones, they're out of control? Yes. Dennis Quaid can fuck one now? Right. Is that this the is, idea? It's, it's kind of a cautionary got, tale. It was kind it. of a precursor to guys, Black we're go- Mirror. <laughs> we're going off on a tangent. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. We've got to get back we on gotta focus. We've got to get back um, to this I just, I just have to ask one question. Sure. Does oh. the phone still work afterwards? That's a great question, yeah. You, we, we might have to bring you back for a special episode to about Movie about 43. That segment of Movie 43 right. when Dennis Quaid fucks a phone. Yeah. I knocked my glass over, but there's um, no water in it this time. Okay, Thanks so the year is 1977, and mm-hmm. you go, I'm going to be in episode one. Yeah. And production of the film does not start until 1997. 1997. Right, there's 20 yeah, years 20 where you're years. waiting for production to even start. You're waiting for the word go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so other than spending time in Tunisia, wandering around with a giant stick, yeah. what other exercises are you doing to try to find... Because do you know the character is going to be Darth Maul? Or are uh, you just trying to find a, a place to fit into this universe? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I had an idea of who he was. Mm-hmm. I, I, he came to me almost fully, fully fleshed out when I was in, I was in a mall. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> and and uh, they misspelled his name uh, in, the, in the titles, which I was very, very yeah. upset about. Yeah. Especially as I'd spent, you know, I'd spent like, spent like two or three years, you know, on fonts, really. Right, right, you know, right. Just, just choosing the right, right font. So, right. you know, to see a typo. Right. But the font was right. Yeah. Does it throw <laughs> off the font, though? If the, you know, the name is spelled wrong, maybe now the font looks bad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> did, did you um, almost for a second think it was a weird font where sometimes L's look like U's? Uh, or did you immediately realize that's a typo? Uh, 
yeah, no, no, I uh, no, it was just it was just it was a just mistake. A yeah, okay. it was just a mistake. The okay. person the person was was fired. Uh, she no longer works in the industry, or I believe she doesn't work at all. Yeah, yeah. She's not I, I think yeah. it's not like a f- an official thing, but she's essentially been blacklisted from all <laughs> from all trades. industry, <laughs> right? Right, all all manners of work. Yeah. So you, it, her it face is like, just up in everyone's <laughs> office. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you came to George Lucas with this fully developed character. Yeah. So you hear, okay, episode one's happening, and you immediately said, "Get me a meeting uh-huh. with Georgie Porgy. I got something to tell him." <laughs> When do you shave your head and put a hood on? Sorry, what? When do you shave your head and wear a hood? That's a good question, Ben. Why don't I shave my head and wear a hood? Just to get into character again. Did you you do any shaved head hood wearing Uh, exercises? No. Okay. uh, Okay. No, no, I didn't. Okay. Okay. um, It was mostly the stick. I did. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of uh, stick stuff. Mm -hmm. I did investigate um, with. uh, I enlisted a, a doctor. And a magician, mm-hmm. an illusionist that I know, uh, where I wanted to sever my, uh, towards my upper body from my lower body. Right. I wanted just to see if I could be sliced in half, kept alive, just mm-hmm. even for like, you know, 20 days. Just so you could play that moment properly. Yeah, yeah. Because you as a voiceover actor in that moment had to go, ah! Yeah, and yeah. you want to really sell that from a place of experience. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know your stuff, man. I've seen the film a couple times. Great, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I, I think we all have. Yeah. Can we just take that again? Yeah, great. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, you're with the right. guy himself. I mean, do you want to do oh, it? Yeah. Am I putting you on the spot? Yeah. yeah okay. You're okay. Right. <laughs> uh, you walked into that. It's fine. Um, so, so tell me how that first meeting with George went. It was fine. It was fine. You just said to him, here's the deal. Did you have a sort of presentation? Were yeah, there poster boards, PowerPoint? Uh, or something on the I, table? Had a, I, I had a PowerPoint mm-hmm. um, on, that I'd prepared on a, seed, okay. uh, on a CD, but um, CD-ROM drives hadn't been invented, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were... Yeah. They were uh, I can't remember how I managed to do mine. And also PowerPoint as well. Right. And George, famously, not very into technology, so no. you're probably going in with all this newfangled He's stuff. He's a real Luddite. He goes yeah. like, I'm running off a of flop. <laughs> I know, but he yeah. lives on a ranch. He lives yeah. on a ranch. He's a simple yeah. man of the earth. Did you go to the ranch? He likes, he likes old-fangled things. Yeah. Um, I don't care how fangled things are. Really. Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> yeah. fangle agnostic. Yeah. 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 Um, I, no, I didn't go to the ranch. No? No. no it's too bad. No. Um, I, I went to a, uh, like a, a half-size replica of the ranch. Sure. <laughs> where I, I stayed for like a long weekend. It was just very, very com- uncomfortable because the room was, it was just far too small for well, me. You're a tall man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a pioneer I mean, for any man, you know, yeah, it was, sure, I sure. mean, I could just sure. about get in. But if you could imagine everything being like half the size, yeah. it makes more of a difference than you would think. <laughs> Because so, the walls, too, you know, yeah, like everything, the door the frames, right? everything. And the fixtures, too, I Fixtures. Imagine. The sink yeah. you can get one hand in. Even the, the food in the fridge oh, was that's, miniaturized. That's I mean, you know, and I was, I was hungry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't bored. There was yeah, nothing right, to right. do. So at what point in the development process do you decide, oh, I can't physically play this character. I will be taking away from my voice work 
mm. if I inhabit the character physically. I don't think I've ever decided that. I've <laughs> wow. never been happy with that decision. Wow. Okay. So this so is that true. decision was made for you. That decision yeah. was made for you. Yeah, it was. I was very, very upset at the time, and very overweight as well. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was a little different than their kind of image of the character? Was that sort of the tension? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. mine. Right, right, right. <laughs> but so what? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. I was, yeah, I was, I was very overweight. I was very, my, uh, you know, what happens to me is my personal hygiene just goes to pot when I'm, when I'm feeling depressed or frustrated sure. or uh, also just normal as well. You right, know? right, just in general. Just in general. You kind um, of dislike hygiene, I think that's fair yeah, to say. I, I, I just, I, I don't prioritize it. Sure, right. yeah. over anything. No. Right, you would even, one could say, deprioritize it under everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so this decision is made. Mm-hmm. To have a mostly physical character yeah. be played by someone other than the man who has spent two decades developing this them. character, right. has written yeah. this character, has birthed this character. But fortunately, well, unfortunately, I should say, I'd, I'd, I was kind of prepared for this. Okay. Oh, wow. What if, you know, what if they insist? Right. What if I'm just not the right fit, you know? Right. In this industry, they go, hey, sometimes we're going in a different direction. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, uh, and I'd, I, I thought that I'd found the guy, you know. I thought, well, this is the guy, you know, when I, uh, when I, I think, and it, and it was, it was, a, it was, it was probably, a, it was a few years after the first film came out and, and I was watching Ghostbusters uh-huh. and, um, and the, uh, you know, everywhere you went, the sound, the that song, Ray Parker Jr. Right, hit song, big song. And I just knew from, from even without seeing him, yeah. just in hearing his voice, That's I just the... knew that physically he would be the right fit. Wow! So you recommended Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> yeah, Ray Parker Senior's son. That's right. That's clear. right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what happened. There was some kind <laughs> some of mix-up. Right. Of course, they cast Ray Park. Yeah. Who it's almost like the phone cut out two-thirds of the way into you <laughs> reciting the name. Yeah, I think maybe that's what yeah. happened, yeah. yeah. They got everything but the Er Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I think at home, our phone line was on a paper word okay. um, uh, scheme. and. Uh, I mean, on one hand, it's nice <laughs> to know that they were listening because they did take your suggestion. They, did. they just didn't hear all of your suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, once again, I mean, tremendous respect for the craft of acting and understand how much it takes out of a person to really embody a character. But I have to ask, in the great tradition of Inside the Actor Studio, is Darth Maul here with us today? (laughs) The look on his face is one of delight, just for the listeners. By any chance, Darth Maul in the party space at the 19th annual Tell Close Marathon in New York City. Yeah, is that him coming through the door right now? Creek. Is he doing a 3 a.m. bit show at the Magnet Theater? <laughs> he might be. Oh my God. It's Ladies like and gentlemen, here. Darth Maul. Oh I'm cowering Darth in terror. Darth Maul is here with us today. Darth, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm sorry, I just get out. I'm just a little oh, okay, emotional. Sure, sure. sure. Um... <laughs> 
Are you going to ask the swear word question, Griffin? Yeah. What's the swear word question? Uh, On inside the actor's Mr. studio. Mr. Mall? Um... <clears throat> Yes. Uh, it's ba Whoa. based on the, what is it, the, the query by Benoit Pouveau or whatever? Here's the, I don't here know, the I could look it up, yeah. Uh, Darth, what is your favorite swear word? Uh, it's probably shit. Uh, what's, it's a classic. What sound do you love the most? The sound when I unplug the uh, the water from my bathtub. <laughs> Good sound. I like that's a very satisfying sound. I actually agree with that. Darth. What what noise do you hate? There's two noise questions in this thing? Yeah, it's a little redundant. <laughs> mm. What noise do I hate? Um I don't know. I kind of like all noises, wow. really. I, wow. I, uh, I, if I ha if I was pushed, I would say bagpipes, but with regret because they do have a place. Yes, they can be hauntingly beautiful in the right context. Go ahead. No, please, Mr. Mr. Mall. Mm -hmm. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Such a stupid question. Oh. Hey, don't blame me. Blame Bernard Pouveau. <laughs> Who wrote these questions? <laughs> this some fuck named Bernard Pouveau. Who is he? I don't know. He's I hosted a French out. talk show. He's a host of a French talk show. And then James Lipson just fucking it's, comes in. Oh, him. this is from inside the actor studio. He's right. stealing the questions from someone else. Sorry, Darth. Hold on one second while Peter and <laughs> yeah. I talk. Some French dude comes up with these 10 questions and then Lipton is like, yoink. Right. And just throws them onto his show. Tail of his show. What is, Li what is Lipton's uh, like, like how do you get that gig? Job. Great yeah. question. He is Dean Emeritus of the Actor Studio School at Pace University. That's right. All right. So he's... Kind of a figurehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> he wrote for some soap operas. I'm he going through his uh, career right operas. now. Yeah. James, he was in some that's James Lipton we're talking about? James Lipton, yeah. Okay. Jimmy Lipton. Apparently he was in France and he was watching, what's this guy's name? Bernard uh, Pivot. Pivot, but it's spelled like pivot, which yeah. is a good, for an interviewer, you know, that you can pivot. He can pivot, yeah. And he decided to steal this guy's bit. Yeah. The Pivot questionnaire. Yeah. Wow. Well, apparently Pivot stole it from Proust. So oh, there you go. The Marcel Proust. He came up with these questions. Sorry for that uh, side tangent, Mr. Mall. Now I will repeat the question. Oh, I, I thought we'd forgotten the question. <laughs> Not at all. If God exists, what would you like to hear? Here's a little twist I'm going to throw on it. What would you like to hear her say? Oh. This is the 21st century. <laughs> when you get to the pearly gates. <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> Do you see what I did there? Uh, 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 no. Did you hear what he did there? I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, 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 uh, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Thank I, you. Thank you so much for being with us. That's what God us, would say. Thanks. Mr. Mall. That's what God would say. That's what I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Um, 
So uh, how long did your, uh, the entire process of recording your dialogue take? Um, we, we, our, our schedule was, it was probably about, uh, it was about a week per word. So, a week per word. Um, so it's like, say, 12 weeks? 12 weeks. <laughs> It was important for me and for George and, and the rest of the uh, the, the um, Lucasfilm Lucasfilm's uh, uh, crew that mm -hmm. uh, that every syllable was was enunciated correctly and sure. you know that that that, that the uh, timbre was uh, was consistent and yeah. and, um, and conveyed the correct emotion. Right, right. So he acting was an important. He wanted. The lines to be acted is sort of what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. It, but in a very uh, in a sort of macro way, in a right. in a kind of you know analyzing, you know, even down to like one thousandth of a second, he would really? analyze the waveform, and I would see him looking at it, you know, crossing my fingers, and then I'd see a little almost imperceptible shake of his head at, at a particular bit of a sine sure. wave. Right, that you could almost. You couldn't hear. It was almost like a dog hearing you know, a higher pitch. I could. I could. We really? both could. Wow. You knew yeah. going in. Yeah. You know, that's really fascinating because, you know, so often in acting, there's a sense of naturalism, getting a rhythm, being in the moment, interacting with another actor. Mm. Um, you know, so that kind of presence and immediacy and flow is really important to making dialogue sing. Um, but, but this kind of macro and micro approach of going over every syllable, you know, one week at a time, um, it really shows in Phantom Menace because the dialogue has this real... Richness. Organic, naturalistic flow to it yes. from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah. You, you watch this it, movie it, and you go, is this all improvised? It feels so light and <laughs> off the cuff. You know, it just feels like this is what it sounds like when my friends or I are talking, you know, sitting around mm. with a couple beers. Mm. And that's how he did it. I noticed that you called it The Phantom Menace. Please don't do that. It's Star oh. Wars Episode One: I'm sorry. The Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. There are two colons there. Yeah. True. Four dots. Yeah. There's there a definite a article, too, you're dropping. It's just, it's tempting. I fall into this habit because it's the original Phantom Menace movie. So for me, like, when I saw it, I was just like, this is just The Phantom Menace. This is mm. The Phantom Menace. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we got The Phantom Menace sequels, obviously. We have the rest of The Phantom Menace trilogy. Phantom Menace 2, uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phantom Menace 3, Revenge of the Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> Phantom Menace 4, I mean, by then I just lost yeah. interest, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the... I was I was disappointed. My original vision, as, oh, wow. as is reflected in the yeah. title, was that there were gonna be a lot more ghosts. A lot more ghosts. And yeah. was it I, just gonna be set in a house? The whole thing. Yeah. 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 Did you read that draft? I think I just I overheard you know, industry chatter. Yeah. I mean, it's like a legend in Hollywood. <laughs> this the, the ghost draft. How? <laughs> what's the size of the ghost? Oh, great question. Ben. The big. They're, they're kind of they're sort of human sized. They're, yeah. they're traditional. They're, they're traditional ghosts. How, how moist were the ghosts? How moist? Great yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, now you're being silly. Because no, 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 no. It's a serious w question. Were they water ghosts? Just to clarify, Ben likes when things are big, and he likes when things are wet. He yep. thinks it's stupid when in movies things are small and dry, especially right. when it comes to villains. Yes. And I feel like ghosts yeah. can be villains. Yeah. Although for, not always. For Ben, every villain should be at least twelve feet tall and dripping wet. The mummy is his idea of like a nightmare. Very dry. Yeah, very dry. Too dry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I haven't seen that film yet. I, ha- I, I, I haven't seen... Have you seen A Mummy? A Mummy. Uh, n- no. <laughs> I don't never, think I've never seen A Mummy. What no. about not just on the street, though? I mean, yeah. And especially, you know, you know, I, you know in Egypt, you, know, you, you right, walk down right, the street right, there yeah, and, right. and, you know, I mean, of course, I've traveled right. the world. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, and Egyptian tourists as well, you yes, know, I mean. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, no, I, I've never, I've never seen, a, I've never seen a mummy. I used to get the mummy and the Invisible Man confused when I was when I was a kid. Well, the Invisible Man wears bandages often. That's why. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. And he sleeps in a sarcophagus. <laughs> and, and also, an invisible <laughs> sarcophagus. That he doesn't bother to coat that in bandages. No. He's and just also, like, I'll just leave that as an invisible sarcophagus. If the guy's invisible and you can't see him, he might be a mummy. We don't know. You know uh, what I'm saying? He also might be a doctor. Like true. Might, we can't see him. Yeah. Um, well, you know, this just jumped out to me. I mean, you were saying you heard the Ghostbusters theme song and immediately thought Ray Parker Jr. is the man to embody this character. Yeah. And then you tell me that your original conception of the project was more ghost-based. Ghost. It seems like Ghostbusters had a massive influence on Darth Maul. Yeah. So that was really kind of your Rosetta Stone for the character? <sighs> You know, I've never heard the argument put like that before, but um, I think Pauline Kael approached it yeah. to an extent. Because uh, that was her final review ever, was The Phantom Menace. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it's the movie that did her in. It was the last one. I don't know. Yeah. What did she give it? I think, I think she gave it five bags of popcorn. <laughs> she had moved to a bags of popcorn rating system at that point. Right. Yeah. Because she was doing the Today Show. Uh, the, the latter years were a little rough for Pauline. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm not a fan of film critics. I'm a we, film critic critic. Oh, my actually. God. Yes. And this I'm is, a I film mean, critic right here. I know. David's a film critic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you came prepared. Yeah. Now, you're very adamant. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't do it for the critics. You do it for the fans. <laughs> yeah. You've said that a lot. I have. And in fact, if a critic likes your work, you are angry. It's not even that they're not the intended audience. It's they're the opposite of what you want as an audience. Yeah. No, I, I, will, be, I will be publicly angry, but yeah. privately I will, I will be so thankful and, <laughs> really? and lavish them with yeah. praise and, and gifts. Yeah. Um, oh, so there's some payola going on. But in utter secrecy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, so Ghostbusters sort of was this, this turning point for you and you figuring out how to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You had seen Star Wars and then, and then some years later you see Ghostbusters and go, well, there's, there are the building blocks. There's the blueprint. Yeah, well, I, I hope you're not accusing me of plagiarism. No, but yeah, no, 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 no. All it's, art it's, is homage, of course. It's, yeah. um, I think, you know, I was disappointed with the lack of ghosts. I was disappointed as well that I wanted, it, I wanted The Phantom Menace to be live as well, to be oh, performed live. Every time it was shown in a the theater? Well, of course, Mr. Film Critic, there are limitations <laughs> to that, practical limitations. Like, I'm here thought to poke holes. Already. Uh, there would be, uh, w- w- uh, like, uh, a company of, say, five oh. different companies around sort the world. Sort of like Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. So town like, has their yeah. own Phantom Animal. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's not Anakin. so ridiculous yeah. when you actually just stop to think about it. Yeah, but then we, we don't like to stop to think about things. We're a fast-moving yeah. podcast. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be live. I also, uh, you know, there were no songs. 
No songs. No, that no is true. Sings. Phantom Menace, not a musical. No. No. Did you pen songs for it? Did you have like a... Uh, I... Trove. I tried to. Yeah. I'm a, I, I'm a pretty terrible... Um, <laughs> I've got a terrible uh, sense of um, smell. And mm-hmm. for some reason that impacts on my ability to hear music oh, directly. Awful. They're all that's linked, awful. you know, the yeah. nose, yeah. The, the ears, yeah. 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 Uh, but um, I had commissioned some songs that I wanted to be in, in, the, in the show that, that later that were released once they'd had the... the oh, wow. The, the associated artists had bought... They were uh, originally written for Phantom Menace, but then they were released under their own labels. Yeah. Can you but, reveal uh, like, any of those songs? And me? like... You know, from years and years before yeah, right, 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 the right. release of Phantom Menace, perhaps, yeah. you know, in some cases, uh, Gangnam Style was probably the first right, one. Right, I think uh, everyone, everyone's anyway. that's been a theory floating around. And it was originally titled Gungan Style. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the little alteration he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and and the lyrics were in English, and they were a lot more racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting jar which uh, yeah, you know right, and right. that you know the racism was a thing that did kind of carry on through it filtered to the, through. It filtered through yeah right. it was it was such a strong element so of, of yeah. the movie George that, heard the song and he was like I like the racism I'll, <laughs> I'll keep that <laughs> let Some, me just something skim off the music <laughs> yeah interesting 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 so you had a lot of creative say in this movie Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to leave you it at that? I don't. I just want to leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did, and no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> and and I mean, what you know, it sounds like you and George were each coming to the plate with your own ideas. You seemingly had far more ideas, a greater number of ideas. Uh, he had lots of ideas. I'll give him that. I'll okay. give him that. Yeah. What's um, he like, George Lucas? He is, he's, he's very, um, he's very tall. Okay. okay. He's surprisingly, very tall man. He's surprisingly tall. Taller than you? Uh, yeah. Oh, Substantially. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He's. Because you're six foot five? Uh, I'm six four. George is probably seven ten, wow. seven eleven. Yeah. I like, I the like pictures. that. <laughs> is he standing far away from everyone? Seven eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's, wow. he's, I don't know, he's quite active. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say like hyperactive, but like he had like in the mixing studio, uh, he had a, like a basketball hoop and was just constantly playing <laughs> basketball the entire time. Would he ever like throw it at your face like the great oh, Santini? Oh, all the time, yeah. yeah. It was horrible. He broke my nose. Oh my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you know, we're saying anything that isn't known here, but George Lucas does have a reputation for being one of Hollywood's biggest bad boys. I mean, he is... Yeah, he's yeah. a bad boy. He's a troublemaker. He's a real outsized personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a gregarious guy. Yeah. He murdered a first assistant director. Really? Wow. Was apparently. Apparently. Room, okay. uh, the rumor says. Yeah. Right. We have to. But, you know, re, you know. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. He murdered this wow. first assistant. For any reason in particular? Or was it just a show of dominance? Yeah. Was it sort of. You know what? Tone? All I'm going to say is. He had his reasons. Wow. Okay. Reasons. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you're, you're coming, you're two big personalities, you have a lot of big ideas for the movie. Mm. How did you work together? Was there tension there? Were you clashing? I mean, you know, it seems like a lot of your ideas ultimately didn't make the final cut, so I wonder how much of that was an organic process or a fight over what ended up making it in. Can you repeat the question? Sure. I didn't make Did you and George fight a lot? Did we fight a lot? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We I mean, that was probably the main thing that we did was fight. We were, and we were constantly thinking of new ways to fight. You know, it started out as just like verbal insults sure. and then insults, like not speaking to each other, so insults by Social proxy. Social insults, yeah. right. Like right. through somebody else right. and then what is now called shade. Um, we would throw some of that about. Um, we would also, and then we would like physically fight, you know, we would arm wrestle, then we would wrestle, wrestle, yeah. or wrestle. Sure. Uh, First you wrestle and then wrestle. Wrestle, is that what it is? It's, well, I think they're two separate things. You know, yeah. Wrestling, that's wrestling. You know, Greco-Roman, and then uh -huh. wrestling, that's sort of a little more informal. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. No, I, I think we, we wrestled, then we wrestled. Oh, fair enough, fair wow. enough. Wow, okay. Yeah, and so sometimes then we'd wrestle again. But then, you know, and then we'd do, then we'd do other things. We'd challenge each other to, like, dangerous uh, high-speed uh, car races. The games of chicken. Yeah, you play with each yeah. other. Yeah. And um, he even organized a jousting tournament wow. for us one Sunday afternoon. Just the two of you? One no, on no, 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 no. Oh, oh. No, no, I mean, well, there were... There were other events, sure, sure. but ours was the main event, okay. uh, and there were 25,000 people there, all in costume. Really? I mean, was the it, budget for this thing was just incredible. Wow. Was it uh, with horses, or were you on motorcycles? Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, elephants, because oh, wow. I know it sounds weird. How is that going to work? It did. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Wow. Uh, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, so so did you un-elephant him, unhorse him? I don't know what the word is if they're not on a horse. Well, we didn't realize that the two elephants were a couple uh -huh. who had been together Amorous. for 45 years. They're That's a great story. Fight. That is a lovely story. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but fortunately, they, they really hated each other. So, um, <laughs> so that, okay. didn't, that didn't affect the fight. It made it sort of more brutal and vicious. Both elephants died. Um, and uh, one elephant died, and then George killed the other one because he lost. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, in the past. A, yeah, it's in, it's in the past now. I'm not supposed to talk about it, actually. Oh, fair enough. We okay. can cut we'll all of that cut out. All ben, that just ben cut can that cut that out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I think we're uh, we're running out of time, Griff. So, is there anything, any other questions you wanted to ask? Yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to tiptoe into spoiler territory a little bit here, but as implied. Uh, by some of your earlier comments, uh, Darth Maul does die mm. in this film. Uh, that's a statement. I, I was first checking for your response to that, and I was going to lead into the question. Yeah, that's a statement. I, I'm not saying whether it's a, an erroneous statement. Okay. Fair enough, okay. You're just putting that out there. Um, he does get chopped in half and fall down a chute. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Do you know what? I'm going to say one word. Sure. Earthworm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So in your mind, Darth Maul gets, he falls down that chute for however long. Yeah. And then slowly. It's about a year. 
Did you throw yourself down any shoots in preparation? No, like? no, I did afterwards. Oh, shit. I, I did afterwards. I, I, I guess what would you you would call that perspiration? Yeah. 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 I guess I did. Perspiration. I, yeah, yeah. I, I perspirated, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and also I had to prepare these shoots, you know, which yep. were, you know, I was no. Uh, that was the thing. It took a long time. Yeah, it did. What What do you like to think? is Darth Maul's lasting legacy, how he's impacted the culture at large? I would probably say his greatest gift to culture and, and you know, broadly mankind would be the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Yeah, yeah. He was. Funny people we didn't ask you about his involvement with the Beatles in, yeah. in this episode. Because a lot of people you know, talk about oh, more who's the fifth Beatle. There's a lot of questions about, oh, was it right. Pete Stuart Best? Stuart Sutcliffe. You know? Yeah. People don't talk about, oh, right, Darth Maul was the first Beatle. <laughs> yeah. He was the first one before the other and guys even And he was the last the... Beatle, too. He was also the last Beatle. Yeah. He yeah. was the bookend Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to uh, plug the tick, Griffin, or are we... Uh... Oh, yeah, speaking of Beatles... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on a show where we play insects. <laughs> That's right, yeah. A couple of bugs next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Tick. It's called The Tick. You play The Tick. I play The Tick. And uh, you play Arthur. I play Arthur, who's a, who's a moth man. Yeah. I'm a little moth boy, I would say, more appropriately, probably. Yeah. I don't uh, think he's been part of Mitzvah yet. He's still a moth boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's it's out in August. August twenty fifth, August twenty yeah. fifth on on Prime Video. Yeah, is a great great company, Amazon. What a great company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounded sarcastic just now. It's not. No, it's no, 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 it's no, not. It's look, come on, look, we can do bits all day. Yeah. But this is a no bits podcast, and we need to be very. Oh serious yeah, that about that this. sounded really sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's, yeah, it really is my birthday. Yeah, right. No bits. What's that on the No bits. It's really my birthday. I, I guess Happy my, birthday, ben. my final I, question. You. You're welcome. Uh, I just wasn't sure if I mentioned well, it. Well, we've got some birthday yeah. greetings going on over here. So, sorry. sorry. Uh, my final question, Peter, would be um, to all the mall heads out there, the mall rats. The Darthies. The Darthies, right? Yeah. These diehard Darth fans. What yeah. would you say to them to sell them on the tick? People who only know you as Darth Maul. Why should they watch The Tick and, and try to accept you as another character for the first time? I'd be lying if I said that Darth Maul could, could recommend something other than Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> He's kind of a one Still in character. Guy. You're asking the wrong guy. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, well, do you want to ask just Peter? Yeah, Peter. Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Is there anything you could say to Darth Maul friend, fans out there, fans and friends, friends of Darth Maul? Uh, friends. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, well, please watch the show because we put a lot into it, haven't we? I don't know. I feel like it's been pretty easy to make. <laughs> He's a tired boy, Griffin Newman. That's all I know. I feel know. like my, my favorite part of the show is how much sleep I get at night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also general body comfort. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Uh, yeah, we... Uh, please watch it. Yeah, yeah. So our efforts haven't been in vain. Yeah. yeah. 
It's good, though. I think I, it's a very good show. I, I think it's made good. Made out of literal blood and sweat and tears. Yeah. <laughs> emphasis on the sweat. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's more emphasis on my skeleton. Right. I'm getting my replacement skeleton this week. Oh, right? that's God. great. That's yeah. great. And that's, that's new bones. New yeah. bones. Yeah. Amazon's great about that. <laughs> They break their actors, but they always fix them. Yeah, that's good. That's nice uh, to know. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show. Uh, you're welcome so It was an so amazing much. insight into, you know, the, the process and the backstory behind, uh, let's say, probably the greatest character in the history of American cinema. Oh, please. Truly, please. no. no it's, not not it's, it's not just cinema. It's not just cinema. No, not just Western pop culture. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, storytelling. I don't even think Western, Human but anyway. Thought. Yeah, right. Human thought. Yeah. Right. Um, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome thanks, so much. Uh, thanks, thanks to the handful of people who came out to this. <laughs> thanks to everyone who's oh, listening yeah. to it later. <laughs> Big thumbs up yeah. to this crew. Uh, look, look, look around. Look around, you. new great show. I, where, oh, I, which thanks. direction? Which left, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Where, where are we looking? Uh, happy birthday to Ben. Yeah, that's yeah. the real reason we're all here today. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, and and as always, yep. you know, aim, aim big. Aim big. Aim big, because you might someday end up getting to be in, in episode one as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>